SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. This evening, I'm Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. And uh, coming up on tonight's show, we'll chat to Blitzbok Captain Kyle Brown. They've just returned back to South Africa following uh, the Hong Kong and Singapore Sevens uh, to Tournaments that were heartbreakingly close for the Blitzwalker, but we'll chat to Kyle a little bit about that on this evening's show. We'll also head down to Port Elizabeth to the Nelson Mandela uh, Bay Metropolitan University to find out what's happening in the ASA Night Series Athletics. Manfred Seidler is there. And also taking place today is uh, the final group games of uh, the Africa foot. Uh, foot uh, let me get it right. Futsal. There we go. Uh, futsal competition that's taking place in Johannesburg. Uh, the African champs are taking place on South African soil, and we'll chat to the South African team manager, uh, Team South Africa, in with a shot of qualifying for the semi-finals. But let's start with football news. Lamontville Golden Arrows welcome bottom dwellers Maritzburg United to the Princess Magogo Stadium in Kwamashu tomorrow night. Arrows coach Clinton Larson, who spent some time with Maritzburg United, uh, and they were very unhappy months, says uh, that the problems that Maritzburg are currently experiencing were brought on by themselves, and he's told his team not to back down tomorrow night. I'm beyond being emotional. My loyalties all lie with Arrows, so people must stop talking about emotions when it comes to my former clubs because um, I have no loyalty to them. Um, I want to try and beat Maritzburg just as badly as everybody else on Wednesday. I haven't got them into that situation and I really don't care about the situation. All I care about is Golden Arrows and making sure we try and pick up them. That's Clinton Larson telling us how he really feels. Even though Arrows are struggling for form, Larson says the pressure on him comes uh, with the territory. I'm not one of the coaches to blame the players. And you're never going to hear me say that. Uh, I'm never blaming the players about results. We're all in this together, coaches and players. You win some, you lose some. Simple as that. Even the Arrows have lost three out of their last four league encounters. They find themselves in 11th position on the log. Larson insisted that their 4-1 drubbing at the hands of Orlando Pirates this past weekend was not a true reflection of their performance. He says they're preparing for this clash exactly the same way as they did against Pirates. Full focus on the opposition. We analyze them. We're trying to put a game plan out. Our game plan actually worked very well in the first half where we wanted to play them on the break. And we had lots of opportunities where we caught them four against three, five against four, and didn't really capitalize on that. Uh, Maritzburg will put a game plan in for them. They're very desperate at the moment, uh, and hopefully that desperation will play into our hands. On to English football, Everton pair of Seamus Coleman and Phil Jagielka will miss Wednesday's Merseyside derby against Liverpool. That taking place at Anfield. While second from the bottom, Newcastle United have a tough assignment ahead of them this evening. They welcome Manchester United to St. James's Park. Already relegated, Aston Villa have suspended long-serving striker Gabriel Agbon Lahore and launched an internal investigation after he was pictured by British media on laughing gas and boozing binge on the day Villa were relegated from the Premier League. On to cricket now. Match 13 of the 2016 IPL is underway. The Kings 11 Punjab batting first in Mohali. 138 for 8 in their 20. In reply, the Kolkata Knight Riders are 25 without loss after 2.3 overs. 
In rugby news, Springbok flank Dion Stechman and winger Bjorn Besson have uh, been left out of Vodacom Bulls touring squad to Australia. The veteran flank who returned from injuries two weeks ago, he was on the bench uh, this past weekend, will miss three weeks of the tour. That after Nolis Marie backed young open side flanker Rulof Smith to be the backup for Lapis Labaskachny. In boxing news, Britain's Nick Blackwell says he will not fight against, uh, again rather, after sustaining serious head injuries. Blackwell was in place, uh, was placed rather in a coma with bleeding on his skull after he lost to Chris Eubank Jr. on the 26th of March. And in MotoGP News 3-time world champion Jorge Lorenzo will leave Yamaha to join Ducati at the end of the season. Coming up next, uh, and it was a little bit earlier that we caught up with him because as we speak they are in action. Uh, We chatted to the South African team manager for the futsal team that is in action right now. SAFM Sports Wrap well, it's just minutes to go to kick off uh, in the crucial 2016 Africa Football Cup of Nations clash. Team South Africa are in action uh, as we speak. And uh, it, we're joined now by team manager of Team South Africa, Ibi Husum. Ibi, welcome on to SFM Sports Trap. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, the mood in the camp must be pretty excited. You, you've got a pretty good opportunity here. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yes, we, we do. I mean, uh, it's uh, literally the guys need to win today. And uh, if they do win, then we definitely should qualify for the semifinals. Yeah, fantastic. Are we up against Tunisia? The match kicked off uh, at 6 o'clock. We obviously pre-recording this and we'll have scores for you uh, later on in the show this evening. Ibi, just looking at the performances so far in the tournament, uh, first up against Mozambique, uh, 7-4, the final score there lost, but a a fantastic performance a couple of days later against Zambia, 3-0. That must have given the team lots of confidence going into this one today. Yeah, no, no, definitely the team is quite uh, prepared, they're uh, pretty focused, and they're, they're ready for today's challenge, and uh, they know there's only one result that matters today, is the win for South Africa. Ibi, for, for folks who, who don't know what futsal is, give us, a, give us a sort of layman's guide to the sport. Okay, futsal, futsal is, is a sport that is played five-a-side, four, four infield players and a goalkeeper. Uh, this is a sport that has been played throughout the world, a lot of people don't know it's been played in our backyards on the street for many of years. But the formal side of it is called futsal because it's played indoors. And uh, it's a great uh, skills developer for, for the youth. And, and even the, the major players such as uh, Neymar, uh, Ronaldo, um, Messi, they've all come from this format of, of the game where they played in their hometowns. It's pretty quick, and, and, and with it being indoors too, it's, it's obviously very spectator-friendly. I mean, I've been to a couple of games uh, through my life, and uh, it, it's, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, no, it is. It's, uh, it's obviously uh, fast-paced at all times. Uh, it's, it's continuously running, and that's why you find that we play with 14 uh, members in the squad. Uh, five on the field and nine substitutes because we have roving subs. And uh, the guys, if they're tired, they can come off. And they can go on, so it doesn't really matter. They we, we use all 14 players in the game. If you're looking at, at tonight's clash against uh, the Tunisians, w- what are we expecting from from them? It's going to be a tough encounter. I, I, I mean, if they're, they're, they're sort of 11-man squads, anything to go by, the futsal team's going to be a pretty tough uh, tough challenge too. I think, yeah, at the moment, if you look at our group, uh, everybody still has a chance of qualifying. Even Tunisia haven't won. Uh, the permutations, uh, depending on the other results, you find that they also have a chance to to win depending on the scores. So everybody has something to to get out of today's game. But most importantly, we have the most to to get out of it is to win 
and ensure that we qualify for the next round. And and playing on South African soil, I mean, how much how much of an advantage has that been for the squad? Uh, it is good because uh, the, the the public that has come out to support us has been excellent, and uh, and they've really given the teams uh, encouragement and support. So that's that's good uh, in terms of local playing at home. Looking at the tournament as a whole, just in, in Group A, obviously that's where South Africa is. Mozambique's leading that one on six points. Zambia on the same amount of points as South Africa, but goal difference is what separates the two teams. And, and Tunisia on the other side of the draw, Morocco, Egypt, Libya and Angola. Uh, that one looking very much like Morocco and Egypt should go through. Are you looking much further ahead than tonight's clash? Are you considering the semi-finals, or is everything focused on tonight's game? Well, for now, we, we've we focused on today's game, and then uh, we have in our plans the semi-finals and the final. Uh, but we're doing one game at a time. So after today's result, once we've qualified, we'll then plan the next two days uh, for the semi-final on Friday. Fantastic. And if people want to come out and watch, it's obviously taking place in Johannesburg, Ellis Park Arena, Wembley Arena. It's where the matches are being played uh, tonight, obviously, uh, is, is both of those fixtures uh, or both of those venues are being used. But most of them being played at the Ellis Park Arena. I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate all the crowd support you can, you, you can get. Yes, we, we can appreciate it. And not just, uh, not just to support South Africa, but to support the sport itself. We want to grow it in the country. But uh, in terms of the, uh, the last round-robin fixtures, which is taking place today and tomorrow, the games, the venue has been changed, the second venue. The, the second matches that are being played, obviously at the same time at 6 p.m., will be now be played at Orlando uh, Community Hall. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there you have it. You can go and check out some uh, world-class uh, futsal. Ibi, thanks for your time tonight. I know it's really tight to kick off. Please pass on our best to the team. We'll be, be watching and, and, and sending tons of positive vibes, and let's hope we can make it through to the semifinals. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, and uh, thanks to everybody else that has supported us so far and those that are con- going to continue supporting us. And, um, yeah, this is how we wish the team all the best. That was Ibi Husson joining us a short while ago. Uh, talk about the tournament that's taking place as we speak South Africa in action uh, as part of the 2016 Africa Futsal Cup of Nations. Burn the Floor, the most popular dance show of them all, returns to South Africa at the Pretoria State Theatre from April 28th. Book your seats now at CompuTicket for a gloriously simple evening of theatrical high energy. This massive Broadway hit is a passionate interplay of luxurious ballroom and Latin American explosions. Burn the floor. This ain't your grandma's ballroom. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. Well, I can tell you that South Africa leading Tunisia 1-0 at half-time in that futsal uh, clash. So we'll hold thumbs. They can hang on to that lead and hopefully try and extend it. Let's head to Port Elizabeth now where let's uh, meet three of the ASA Night Series. Manfred Seidler is at NMMU. Manfred, good evening to you. Uh, another exciting uh, evening of athletics in store. Well, I hope so, Brad. Uh, but it seems like a lot of the South African champions who um, graced our tracks, Stellenbosch, in this past weekend have decided this is just too close to the weekend and have not uh, pitched up here. Stephen Mokorka was down for the 5,000. But then again, after running 5 and 10,000 meters on the weekend and running under 28 minutes in the 10,000 meters, I'm not surprised he's not here. 
his legs must be absolutely shattered. Uh, no Aldre Fonsale, he was down to run the 400 and uh, obviously he had won the 400 hurdles over the weekend but he pulled out this morning as did Wenda Nell, also in the women's 400 meter hurdles, she was supposed to race tonight in the 400 and I really would have liked to have seen the two of them racing that 400 flat because I'd like to know what sort of speed they've got because uh, they ran really well on the weekend in their specialist events but really like to know what speed they've got that's it, all the field event champions are, are here in action tonight uh, Brad, but um, a little bit thin on, on the track side, there's no 100 metres no Akani Simbini, no Enrico Branchi so no rematch, then again Akani is injured um, and Enrico will be taking a bit of a break Wade Fonikak not in action tonight uh, not, 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 neither is the 800 metre South African champion but the top five of the uh, South African 1500-meter race on, on the weekend, they're all here, and that should prove to be an exciting one. The conditions are absolutely perfect. Not a breath of air, and uh, it's really and it's cool temperatures, and they've also been able to hire the services of Elroy Galant uh, to turn around and, and pace them through hopefully a 155-800, and then maybe they can dip that 335 uh, Olympic qualifier. But I am disappointed, Brand. The stadium is absolutely empty. That's surprising, Manfred. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful facility in, in Port Elizabeth, and, and I wanted to touch on that 1500 as well. You mentioned the top five. There's, there's lots at stake, and there's some big names in there, guys who, who've performed and, and, uh, on, on the world stage running, running in that 1500, so it should be a great race. Well, the big name there, obviously, is Johan Cronier, World Championship bronze medalist in 2013. Uh, picked up a Commonwealth uh, Games medal, as far as I can remember. And, and the surfing record holder, 331, and loads of experience. He uh, mistimed his race at, at the national championships. Uh, he let Flavio Seholi go with the last 300 meters and wasn't able to close the gap. And uh, ended up being Seholi ahead of Domisanis Lacello and then Johan Cronier. So there's a big rematch coming up here. They now know what uh, Seholi's tactics are. He likes to go early with like three, four hundred meters to go. So they'll be watching him a lot closer, Brad. But uh, it all depends, I think, on what Elroy Galant's going to do tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a, an incredible athlete, so we'll, we'll watch that one very, very closely. Manfred, as far as the, the field events go, you mentioned uh, most of the national champions have arrived. Is it, is it a case of them trying to better distances? Are there people who are, or, or athletes who are, are pretty close to qualifying and are going to push hard for that tonight? Well, the bigger name we need to look out for is the men's shot for Arasha Cremona. And uh, he, he won a national title on the weekend, but uh, did not uh, it did not get close to the, the, the qualification standard, which is 20.50 meters. So he'll be looking to do that. Jaku Engelbrecht will be there chasing him again. And a name to look out for is, uh, is the young uh, um, Berger Lamprechts Jr. He's also in this lineup. And uh, he was edged for the bronze medal by none other than his dad over the weekend and the uh, seniors' uh, shot put championships. So... Uh, Keep an eye on him, and he's looking uh, for a qualification in the uh, in the World uh, World Junior Championships coming up later. So we've got our first result that came through, and that's the men's from the hurdles. Bernard Pretorius winning that in 51.04, just outclipping Lindsay Hanukom, 51.04. So same time, and then Pesa Bienica coming in third. Uh, all three of them from Tuck. So it's not just the short sprints that Tuck are looking to dominate. They're also looking at the 400 meter hurdles. Fantastic. Manfred, these meets, this is uh, the third in the series, uh, much needed in South African athletics. Uh, has it been a success? 
I think there's mixed feelings. I think the athletes are very happy that there is a there is an event that they can come to. I think this one is just too close to the national championships. They they are burnt out. It's two days of heavy competition. I mean, Casta Semenya running uh, three finals in the space of four hours: the 400, the 800, and the 1500. Uh, it takes a lot out of the athletes, and and this might just have been a little bit too too close to the national championships. So that maybe needs to be rethought. But uh, I think the fact that there are events coming up again is is what's important that the athletes need. Yeah, without a doubt, they do need that competitive uh, sort of activity. Manfred Sander, thank you very much for that. We'll have more crossings throughout the evening here on SAFM. Make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM Sports Wrap. We're looking ahead to this weekend's footballing action. It is Ned Bank Cup time. That's right, Super Sports United gearing up to play Mpumalanga Black Aces in the quarterfinals at the Lucas Moripe Stadium on Friday. Mata Tansa knocked out rivals University of Pretoria 4-2 in an electrifying penalty shootout after the match ended 3-0 in the last 16 stage of Kiona competition at the same venue two weeks ago. Meanwhile, Amayazoni also secured their spot in the final eight after beating Maritzburg United 2-0 early in April. Coach Stuart Baxter expresses his weariness facing Aces in the final eight of the Kiona. Well, I think when we're looking to play against uh, Black Aces, you, you look at their season so far, and you think that Mushin and uh, Patrick have done a fantastic job. I think with a with limited squad, as, as Patrick has said, you have the problems of fatigue, you have the problems of you'd love to rotate the team a little bit more, but can't, so Tactically, sometimes you're sometimes in a tight corner, but they continue to to do well. And as Mark says, you, everybody has a slump. And uh, I watched I've watched a few of their last games, and they they seem like they seem like they're they're coming back onto a game. So going to this one, we know it's going to be a difficult one. We 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 go in probably not even to say this. You know, we we go in as underdogs because uh, obviously they're positioned in the league, and uh, we know we're going to have a tough game. Even if it's a home game, the cup, the cup is what it is. You know, it's it's cut and thrust, and it's uh, win on the night. So we're, in that respect, we're looking at, we're looking at a hard game. Having won the Kiona Cup with former club Kaiser Chiefs back in 2013, Baxter emphasised the importance of winning the competition for the players' morale, considering the inconsistent season they've had. Yeah, mentioned started as a professional. The, your main goal, your main goal is to to secure silverware for the for the club that you're coaching. So any silverware is welcome, you know. And any silverware is a measure of the, the job that you're doing. So I think for me, it would be personally, it's it's a, a receipt that you're doing a good job. But I would like to I would like to see the players. Win something because I think their efforts, their efforts since I came, deserve deserve uh, a trophy. Now whether it can be the Nedbank Trophy or it's just a pat on the back from the coach, I don't know. But I think they're all pumped up and they want to they want to try if they can to take something concrete away from this season. For me, it's a it's a tick on my on my CV. But for the club and for the players and the supporters, I think it's probably a bigger thing. But uh, it would be very, very welcome, yes. Matatanta defender Clayton Daniels also gave his analysis of Amayazoni's performance in the current campaign as well as his expectations of the upcoming match. Yeah, all due respect, you know, I think they are a very good uh, team. Also, like to hold up from the back, uh, you know, machine, you know. 
the passing pattern that I think there's between them. That is what is preaching all the time and uh, it's working for them, you know. Uh, but we have to stay together, you know. Like I said, this game is also going to be come down for me. A little bit to show about yourself, a little bit of character, a little bit of leave something on the field under midday about yourself that uh, that will take you through. Because tactics and, you know, the way of play, I think we have two good coaches and it's going to be a good game. Hi, this is Candy. Leave a message. Hi, love. You'd be so proud of me. You know that awesome watch I love? It's on sale, but I walked straight past. Instead, I opened a Nedbank 32-day notice account to start saving for our fifth wedding anniversary holiday. Our money can grow safely at a great rate of up to 7.35% per annum. But if we need it for an emergency, we, we just have to give 32 days notice. Join Nedbank today and make the things that really matter happen by standing a chance to win your share of 5 million rand. Invest in a savings or investment account and get one entry. Open a Nedbank account, move your salary and get another 10 entries. Simply dial star 120 star 762 hash to enter. T's and C's apply. We're an authorized FSPN registered credit provider. Make things happen. Nedbank. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader and it was heartbreaking if you watched uh, the Blitzbocker this weekend in the semi-finals of uh, the Singapore Sevens. It was uh, one of the best games of seven rugby I've ever watched, but literally heartbreaking. In uh, sort of extra time, time the, the, the siren had gone, time was up, and Fiji scored in the corner to advance through to the finals. And then in the third and fourth place playoff, uh, the Blitzbocker winning bronze. We join now by the skipper, Carl Brown. Carl, welcome uh, onto SAFM Sports Wrap this evening, back on South African soil. It's a, it's a hectic travel schedule you guys have got, but uh, thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, awesome, thanks so much for having me it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on the radio And it's great to be at home again oh, I miss this place man. I'm sure, I'm sure It was a, a tough sort of uh, swing With the last two tournaments Hong Kong and uh, Singapore Let, Let's talk about that performance in the semi-final I mean, as a player You must be distraught losing a game like that uh, You know what it, it's, You know what's tougher is, is, is uh, You know, it, it's difficult It's difficult losing a game like that definitely But what you know? What a game to be part of at the end of the day. Um, it's always tough to do. I mean, the, the week before we lost in double extra time to New Zealand in the semi-final, which uh, you know, uh, it's it's probably more heartbreaking than than last weekend's uh, like our loss was to to Fiji. But um, at the end of the day, we, we we've got to focus on what we're trying to do this season. I think um, if we're going to evaluate ourselves on just the successes in in the competitions, you know. So I think that we spoke about at the beginning of the year. Um, at the beginning of the year, we spoke just about um, evaluating ourselves on, on how we're going to test depth and test new players in the system. And I think, again, we had another another great weekend of doing that. Uh, we got Ryan Kikowski onto the park a lot. Some of our has been playing some great rugby. And then also we got Seviwe, Soyazapi, onto the field quite often. And, and I think these guys have been quite through the paces at, at you know, some of the highest level rugby. And I mentioned to them after the tournament that Yes, when I was young, I think the the first five tournaments combined, I probably got about 20 minutes of rugby. Um, so to be able to track these guys into the game the way we are right now, I think that's uh, that's probably the biggest test we can have for ourselves. 
And there's two more two more tournaments left in in this year's World Series. But the the, the big carrot and the big prize, obviously, is the Rio Olympics. We've been chatting about it lots, and I, yeah. I'm just really amazed at how you guys have have this season really focused on the tournament at hand. Obviously, the next two Paris and then then London, 24 days to go until until Paris kicks off, and and that's obviously your focus now. I'm sure you'll take a bit of a a break before you you really start preparing for that. But the the Rio Olympics, even though it is on the horizon, the next two tournaments are, are pretty important. Yeah, I mean, keeping in mind what, what, what I just spoke about, about bringing new players in, it was all about creating momentum. And uh, I think going going into the previous tournament, the Vegas and Vancouver set, made seven changes. And, you know, a lot of other teams would have written other you know other teams also to make seven changes. We made seven changes and were still able to make a final and a semi-final. Um, so we're very, you know, very pleased with the way the guys are able to seamlessly slot into the positions. And all that does for us is to make sure that we create a lot more depth going into the to the Olympics, that we can build ourselves a, you know, and, and generate a good, strong squad to be able to pick the 12 that goes to, to Rio. Does it create a bit of a selection headache? <laughs> I think that's what we're all trying to do, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the players have definitely, especially the guys who, who've come from, from the 15-man game and, and, like you say, slotted in so well. The performance this weekend yeah. moves you into second in the World Series standings. Uh, I mean, that wasn't, I mean, yes, you would take a, a World Series victory this year, but that wasn't essentially the, the, the goal heading into the season. Like you say, you wanted to build depth. Are you, are you satisfied with the way the season's gone this year? There have been a couple, like you say, heartbreaking losses in semifinals and finals yeah. where it's been a case of so close but yet so far. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of a difficult to commentate, sorry, comment on those on those heartbreaking losses because they they hurt so much at at that very moment. You know, they, they hurt uh, immensely, and I, sometimes I wonder if fans actually know that it, it hurts us a heck of a lot more than it hurts them. And I know that they're screaming, shouting, night and night us, but the boys are trying incredibly hard out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to, to be in second place now and to be the position we are and to play the the quality rugby that we're playing at the moment. Um, I think that's what I'm more optimistic about is, is the way we're playing the game. And, um, you know, again, there's, there's always a couple of things that we can work on. There's, there'll always be some fine tuning going forward. But, uh, overall, we're, we're pretty satisfied there. Looking, looking at this past weekend as well with that performance that Kenya put in in the final. I mean, that, that was just phenomenal. But it, it just says so much about the game of sevens that on the day anyone can win. And it almost is, is sent a bit of a warning, I think, to, to the world of sevens rugby that come the Olympics, <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah, I, I think um, over the last couple of years that that kind of statement has been stamped hard and hard into, into the game. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, incredibly happy for the guys from Kenya. I mean, there's a couple of guys there, you know, Ampri and Collins that have, that have been around for, you know, my entire career, if not longer. Um, they've put in a, a, so much work with, with Kenya Sevens over the last, uh, almost decade, I want to say. And this is, this is just fruits of, of their labor and it's a, it's a huge moment for Kenya and it's, it's really great for them. It's also great for, for Sevens rugby on the continent of Africa. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I suppose that that's probably, in terms of the bigger picture, that's exactly what that is. You know, you, you get, you know, like countries looking around, like, uh, I know Nigeria's got a sevens program going, Tunisia's got one, Morocco's going, Zimbabwe is a fantastic team, um, who just needs good push in the right direction, but I think they're playing some awesome sevens rugby. Um, and we definitely could do more to, to grow the game of sevens in, in Africa and be a real powerhouse in competing with it. 
Kyle, let's look at the final two legs. Uh, it's obviously there will be some other other rugby to be played between the end of the World Series and the Rio Olympics. But in in really competitive, tight pressure cooker sort of situations, this is it. Are we going to see pretty much the, the squad that will be representing South Africa at the Olympics in the next two legs, or is it is it still too early to say? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I actually have no idea. You know, um, we, we just landed yesterday. A coach has given us off till next uh, next Tuesday. Um, we get we reassemble again, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll bring in a couple of new guys, or not a couple of new guys, bring in guys again, um, whether they're new or whether they've used them before. But I don't think it'll be the final squad. I think there's too many guys still around on on Super 15 duty and on on other duties. Um, and it is quite far in advance still, you know, it's in, it's in August and we're only in April at the moment. I think there's so much work to be done before that final squad can actually be announced. You personally, I know you've struggled with uh, a bit of injury o- over the, the season. How's, how's the body holding up? Because, I mean, we mentioned the travel schedule. <laughs> T, you put that travel schedule in and the physicality of this game, uh, it's, it's not uh, a sort of recipe for, for the, 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 the mild-hearted. Yeah, I think the, the real trick is to just sleep when you can, you know, <laughs> as much as you can. <laughs> sleep and, and, and good periods of icing the different parts of the body. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a great strength and conditioning coach and a, an awesome medical team, and they look after us really well. And you know, we're not we're not the only ones going through this uh, this schedule. I think every team on the circuit is. Um, teams have implemented different rotational tactics and different rotational policies. And you know, somebody like Chris Dyer was actually meant to be off for two weeks. Uh, Philip got a, got injured in Hong Kong, so Chris had to fly into his holiday a couple of weeks short. Um, but I mean, again, not to say he was even a holiday. He landed and he said to me, "Yes, you know, you know, we did last week back in Stellenbosch. So, yeah, they go into conditioning programs while they're away and uh, to make sure the guys are all in the best shape possible." Well, it's an exciting year for Sevens Rugby, Kyle. I'm sure you're looking forward to the rest of it as well, the final two legs, Paris, and then the grand finale in London. Uh, I want to wish you well. Uh, enjoy this little break off. I know there's there's lots of rugby still to come this year. So, so look after yourself, get some rest, and we look forward to seeing you and the rest of that squad back in action representing South Africa as proudly as you guys do. Superbad. Thanks very much. And thanks very much, everybody, uh, for, for sending the messages through. And I uh, really appreciate it. And it's, uh, it's always tough being away from home, but it makes it so a lot better when uh, there's positive messages coming through. How nice is it going to be to play in similar time zones? <laughs> for once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll be fine. My wife will be less irritated. <laughs> Carl Brown joining us here on SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for your time. We look forward to catching up again soon. All right. Cheers, guys. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, that's just about it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. I can tell you that the Tunisians have equalized. It is now 1-1 at that AFCON futsal in the final Pool A group for South Africa. And, uh, yeah, anything can happen. It's funny. All four teams in that group can still qualify for the semifinals, but a win will definitely see South Africa through. So 1-1 it is. Uh, We'll have that final result for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. A quick cricket update for you as well. In the IPL, that match taking place between the Kings XI Punjab and the Kolkata Knight Riders. I can tell you that uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders are looking in incredible nick. Kings Eleven posted 138 for 8 in their 20 overs. In reply, the Kolkata Knight Riders are 80 without loss. That's after 8 overs. They're going at 10 runs uh, to the over. Uh, it's Robin Utapa that's doing all the damage. He's just gone to his half-century, 53 of 27 balls. Uh, with him is Gautam Gambir on 21. Coming up next, Naledi with you on the talk shop. Before then, though, 
I've got some news for you at 7 o'clock for myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Tetty. Have yourself a great evening. We'll chat tomorrow. Cheers.